And welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Wednesday night here in the middle of the week, and it is a perfect time and the right time for the Employment Hour. The flagship show is tonight. We do it Monday night, Wednesday night, the weekend shows, and, of course, Employment Hour in 30 happens on Global TV and CTV. You want to see our mugs on the small screen, you can do that every weekend. Just a fair warning. Sometimes it's pretty, sometimes not so much. Look, the uh, the phone lines are open. This is a call-in show, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Want to get that call screener busy and very busy with jam lines, so feel free to call in. Now is the time you have questions about your job, your severance, your boss, workplace rights, harassment. Bring it all on. we got a lot of stuff to cover tonight, brother, and we always start with the week that was. What is happening with you? I'm still laughing about your comments about our mugs not always being pretty. I, I think mostly not well, pretty, know. probably, <laughs> is the right term. Yes, uh, faces meant for uh, radio is what we have. But that's for radio, okay. yeah. Uh, I'm glad to be back here on radio and to talk about workplace rights and, and, and employment law. And I can tell you, John, this has been the the busiest start of the year that I can remember in about 16 years of doing this. Uh, wow. and, and this is despite the fact that we have a good economy right now. We're not in a recession. Uh, employment numbers are very good. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to experience workplace issues or that your workplace is not going to have changes happening. Uh, so those uh, those questions may be different questions that you have now than you do in, in bad economic times, but they're just as important and the, the, the problems can be just as uh, problematic. So uh, give us a call on the show right now to find out about your workplace rights, to ask your questions about how to solve the workplace problem that you're facing. And as I always say, please don't hesitate. If you don't want to call us right now, not a problem. Call me at the office or email me. We'll give you that information and, and uh, the ways to contact me throughout the show. Uh, no bad questions, only solutions out there. So here's a couple of situations in the week that was that I've uh, come across just over the past uh, few days or so. Uh, I spoke with a, a lady who worked in a, in a retail store, and she found out that her immediate boss was, uh, how should I put it, I guess cheating customers is the best way to put it. He would oh, ring wow. in things at the wrong price and, and you know not uh, apply certain discounts that he was supposed to, essentially try to cheat people out of money without them realizing it. She, being an honest, decent person, thought that was unacceptable, and she decided to actually tell the, the store's owner, the owner of the store, about it uh, and she thought that he would be as shocked and horrified as she was but wouldn't you know it john he kind of was in on it he said yeah yeah you know it don't, it's not a big deal don't worry about it uh no wow. no harm no foul uh, just just ignore it and do your job uh, literally is what he said to her made made light of it and 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 said don't worry well she didn't she did worry uh, she thought that this is completely wrong she wanted no part of that and she couldn't just continue on when she knows that that her store is doing things wrong and arguably illegally so she called me frustrated saying what do i do here uh, you know do i do i have no options i have to continue working here well here's the thing john whenever you're in a situation where you're essentially being asked to to be part of something that's wrong something that's illegal your employer cannot do that. Your employer cannot put you in that situation. Your employer cannot either require you or, or put you in the situation where you have to do something that's wrong. And if they do, that is absolutely a constructive dismissal. That's as if right. they've terminated you. So no, not only do you not have to do it, you can leave with compensation. 
Uh, I've spoken with many people over the years where that's happened, where the company was doing something unethical or they were asked to do something wrong, illegal or unethical, and they didn't want to. Just by putting you in that situation, your employer is essentially terminating your employment. Don't do that. It's not worth it, by the way, for anyone to do something illegal. If your employer is asking you to do something wrong, say no. Number one, you can't be uh, fired for saying no. But also, uh, just by asking you, that, uh, you uh, just by putting you in that situation, you could potentially be in a constructive dismissal situation. Uh, John, uh, you know, you'd be surprised how many people find themselves in that position. Yeah, right. Uh, by the way, number to reach out any time to get a hold of Lior and the team is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. You have help at employmenthour.com through email. Hopefully we'll get to some emails uh, later on as we uh, plow through this evening's show. Again, phone lines open. You feel free to call in. It's that type of show. It is live. It is a call-in show, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. And uh, by the way, one triple eight two two five talk That is toll-free. What else you got going on? Spoke with another uh, person. She uh, was a manager uh, at a, in a fairly good size uh, company, and she she had a team under her. But her employer decided that it's going to try to be, I guess, more efficient and more lean, and uh, kept letting people go from her team to kind of cut costs and be more lean. But except that those responsibilities that of the people that were cut became those of the person that called me. So even though she's the wow. manager, she's ended up having to take on responsibilities of the people under her. Now that, that happened several times and it got to the point where she didn't know if she was coming or going. She was doing the job of three or four people. She had no one mm-hmm. to delegate to because again, they've, they've cut her team uh, down to size significantly. And, and she, she had started impacting her health. Uh, she had to see doctors, start taking medication. She asked her employer for help and they said, no, no, or we're not gonna do anything or we'll look at it next year and, and it never happened. And she contacted me and she wanted to know, what can I do about this? You know, I'm at my wit's end. Well, here's the thing, John, this is also a constructive dismissal. It absolutely is. When your employer mm-hmm. changes your job by giving you other responsibilities, by creating an environment where you can't succeed, uh, by putting so much on you that's unbearable, they can't do that, okay? That's a breach of the terms of employment and you can potentially treat that as a termination and leave. And she was so relieved, John. I've never spoken with someone so relieved when I told them this is a constructive dismissal because she wanted desperately to leave, but she didn't want to be out of a job without any compensation. Who would want that? So remember, of course, if your employer uh, creates the situation where your job now is unbearable, you can't do it. They've put so much on your plate. It's not what you bargained for. Mm -hmm. That absolutely could be a constructive dismissal. You should get on the phone uh, and call me. And by the the way, you want to know what that severance should be. uh, But before you even contact Lior and carry forward, that is severancepaycalculator.com. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Calls coming through. This is what we love. Hey, Adrian, first one out. How are you? Pretty good, and you? Good, brother. What's uh, what's going on in your world tonight? Um, I'm currently working as a machinist, and... um, my bosses are trying to put me on a different shift, uh, but I have a medical note saying that they can't go on a different shift, in, especially in the job that they're trying to get me to do as well. And now because of that, um, I'm most likely facing a temporary layoff situation as well. And I was wondering what my uh, rights were. Wow. Okay. Now, different shift, you mean, I guess, is it different hours or a different job? Different job, different hours. Okay. Different job wow. and different hours. Okay. <laughs> so, so we can break this down as follows. Uh, number one, let, even forgetting about your doctor's note for a second, they don't have a right. To, uh, by the way, sorry, before I even get into that, are you part of a union? No. 
Okay, good. So even before we talk about your doctor's note, they don't have a right to change your job in this way. That could be a constructive dismissal. That's something they can't do. But it gets worse for them when you give them a doctor's note saying for medical reasons you can't do this other job. They have to accommodate at that point. They have to do everything possible to abide by what your doctor is saying. And if that means putting you back on your old job or finding another job, they have to do it. They can't lay you off because of that. That's a human rights violation. And by the way, the layoff in any situation would would be a a termination in any event. So any way you slice it, you are now in a position, Adrian, to treat this as a termination and get your full severance, as well as potentially some human rights damages here because they're not accommodating. Now, how long have you worked for this company? Uh, Approximately six years. Six years. And what kind of a job and how old are you, Adrian? Um, 45 and a mill rate. Okay, so, so someone in your situation would probably be looking at seven, eight months pay uh, is what I would assess you at. Uh, so that's why, you know, and by the way, that's before we even talk about uh, human rights here. So you have options, which is to, I guess, accept the layoff. I would not recommend that. Uh, or to treat that as a termination, get your severance, and move on to a, a better place. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Adrian. Uh, hang on the line here. I'll give you the number. It is one eight five five eight. Two one fifty nine hundred to get a hold of your uh, moving forward tomorrow the next day as soon as you can one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred for you as well plenty of time to call in and ask your questions that's how simple it is four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell moving on to uh, to Michael hey Michael thanks for hanging on how are you pal great how you doing good brother what's uh, what's happening with you um, I had a situation uh, a couple of years back unfortunate. Um, I started working at this company. I uh, got hired as a, a forklift operator, whatever you want to call it, for a glass company. Anyways, a week later, after working, I um, we, we were moving some MDF boards that they brought in mm-hmm. as well, and uh, we were moving some boards with a, co- a coworker, and the boards shifted off the dolly. Anyways, make a long story short, it landed on my uh, on my ankle. Oh, man. Anyways, went to the hospital. I got misdiagnosed. I ended up having a fracture on my ankle. But anyway, I went to the hospital. Um, you know, they all right, you know, you take a couple of days and you'll be all right. So anyways, uh, make a long story short, I ended up being off, like, you know, three weeks or so before uh, I was able to return, you know, put pressure on my foot. And uh, anyway, so, but nobody reported my injury to workers' compensation. I went to my family doctor to try to get, you know, see what I get recovery. You know, how can I, you know, go, go on to the road of recovery? So I couldn't do anything because um, my company hadn't reported anything to um, workers' compensation. It, wanted, it took about five weeks. Um, before they, someone, you know, took, took to themselves and, 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 and filed the report. That's because I end up calling the workers' comp to find out, you know, because my doctor said, well, you know. So, Michael, what, what's, what's your question, Michael? My question is, now, what, what do I have? Do I have any, any grounds? Uh, I was thinking of uh, some people telling me, oh, you know, my colleagues or work colleagues would tell me, oh, you should sue, sue the company and this and that, because they really mistreated me. Um, like I said, it took like five weeks before they finally um, um, reported my, my injury and all that there. And up until today, uh, I still feel feel you know, the effects. 
And um, so I end up going to a specialist. I was sent to. So, so Michael, unfortunately, if you suffer a workplace injury, your only recourse is is to get compensation from from workers' comp from WSIB. Even if the company is the one that's at fault, even if even if they're the ones that you know caused the injury, the only recourse is WSIB. You can't go after the company. So, I, I mean, if hope, it sounds like you did manage to deal with WSIB, is that right? Well, no. I mean, they pay me. Uh, they, I ended up getting like two hundred ninety dollars out of them. Well, I mean, you, you probably could have gotten more compensation from WSIB. Now, if if your matter is not closed with WSIB, you may be able to continue getting other damages, ongoing damages, if you're still dealing with this injury. Uh, if if it's closed, you may be out of time. I, I don't think it. Uh, technically, I don't think it's closed because I was supposed to have a hearing. Uh, well, some tribunal, some some place somewhere uh, in Toronto. Uh, matter of fact, I ain't heard nothing from them uh, recently. They sent me a letter about six months ago saying, you know, they still had me on file, whatever, whatever. But I was thinking, you know, so I've been told, you know, why don't I sue sue my boss, you know, sue. To, uh, I guess it would be a civil right. suit, you know. Unfortunately, like no. Unfortunately, you, you can't do that with, with the workplace injury. Uh, your only recourse is through WSIB. It's a, and it's a very important thing for all our listeners. With a workplace injury, even if it's the company 100% at fault, there's nothing that you can do to sue them for the injury. It has to be through WSIB. That's our, our workers' comp system here uh, in Ontario and, uh, frankly, across Canada. It has to be through workers' comp. Mike, appreciate your call. Venus, Jeff. Bruce, I see you all standing by, so hang on. We'll get to you after a short break. You as well, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Call us. We'd love to talk to you on the Wednesday night edition of the Employment Hour. You also use one 225 talk That is toll-free. It's the Employment Hour right here on Global News Radio. And right back into it, not a moment wasted, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. That is the number to call, one 225 talk That is toll-free. This is what I like to see. The phone lines are coming in. Our pal Britt in the call screener booth is sweating like Mike Tyson in a spelling bee. It's going to be one of those nights. So we're uh, we're right back into it. Venus, thanks, uh, thanks for hanging on. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's going on with you tonight? Um, I'm calling on behalf of my father. He was with a company for 35 years, and unfortunately, the boss passed away. Um, The wife came in with the daughter and said, basically, the company is going to no longer exist. It's going bankrupt. Um, He never received separation paper or um, any severance, and he's been there for 35 years. And I'm just wondering what you do in that case. Now, Venus, how long ago was this? Uh, this happened uh, August of last year. Okay. Now, did the as far as you know, or if, as far as your, your your father knows, did the company actually formally go bankrupt? Uh, that we don't know. We actually okay. don't know that for sure. Because sometimes people use the idea of going bankrupt, the situation where we're closing down or, or we don't really have much money. Uh, bankruptcy is a formal legal proceeding that's initiated by a creditor usually. Now, here's the thing. And if he the comp- knew he was ill as well. So I think things were just like the last year that he had cancer. Um, yeah. he, he, did, he didn't pay the rent for the place. He didn't. Right. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. If the company formally went bankrupt, there was formally ba- former, uh, formal bankruptcy proceedings, the, it's bad news in that your dad will not get uh, severance. It's, it's just something that happens in bankruptcy. The employees, unfortunately, are left holding the bag. And I've spoken about this, and, and it's, it's terrible. But here's the thing. Okay. If the company closed down, 
uh, but didn't go bankrupt, that's different. Uh, because okay. the company may have had certain assets, they would have had uh, inventory, they would have had machines, they would have had uh, accounts receivable. Uh, so they actually absolutely have to pay severance and the owners or the owner's family may not realize that. So I okay. want, given what's at stake, what's at stake, by the way, for your father is easily two years pay. That's a lot of money. Absolutely. We need to We need to investigate this further. We can't just say, well, it may be bankruptcy, so we're going to forget about it. So okay. I want your father to contact me, or you can contact me on his behalf if, if he prefers, whatever works for you, at the office. I want to get the name of the company and, and particulars, and I can find out specifically if there was formal bankruptcy or not. Okay. If there was, I'm going to tell you. If there isn't, then we actually may be able to help your father recover as much as two years' compensation. Well, and just to let you know that um, when Unemployment Services contacted, um, we gave the wife's number, she gave a lawyer's number that has been retired for 10 years. Oh, so, gosh. Yeah, so there's a chance that maybe we're being led astray. There, there is a chance. Uh, I, it wouldn't be the first time that I've seen that. So l let's not leave anything to chance, okay? okay. So I, I want him or you to call me anytime this week, uh, whenever it's convenient to you. I'm going to get the particulars. I'll look into this, and I'll tell you whether or not uh, they're bankrupt or whether or not we can help your dad. Oh, I would greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thanks, Venus. Thanks, Venus. Appreciate that. That number, one 855 821 help at Rolling on to uh, to Bruce. Hey, Bruce, good evening. How are you, pal? Hi, John. Hi, Lior. Um, How you doing? Well, not too bad. My um, question is uh, related to constructive dismissal. Now, I've I dedicated a listener to the show. I've never heard this aspect of the constructive dismissal addressed before, so that's, mm -hmm. that's why I'm asking. Sure. Uh, and I will preface it by saying the situation seems to have resolved itself, but um, I work for a, uh, a well-known security company, uh, and I was in one position, and they involuntarily shifted me over to another position within the company, uh, at a lower rate of pay. Now, of course, being a listener to your show, I know that's uh, constructive dismissal. Right. Um, but I, for personal, just for brevity's sake, for personal reasons, I decided to wait it out. I was told this position, um, it might be going union, might not be. Um, if it goes union, the, the rate of pay will likely go higher. The company is considering raising the rate of pay for it anyway, so I thought, okay, I'll, I'll wait it out. I made it known that I was displeased with the um, uh, the rate of pay drop. But, um, you know, I kept asking every so often, uh, you know, any word on the uh, pay going up again? No, any word? You no. Know. Finally, I started looking for other positions within the company, and actually my manager found one for me at the same rate of pay that I was making before. So I'm, uh, as of February 4th, I'll be going to that new position at the same rate of pay. Now my question is, um, in the case, in this particular case, I was told the rate of pay would be going up again. How long should somebody wait for that pay rate to go up? You know, for for you know, and to not call it a constructive dismissal? Like, is there a time frame for that? So you're you're asking me, you know, how long do I have to? to wait before I, I guess I lose the ability to argue constructive dismissal. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I, I wouldn't wait at all in that situation. If your rate of pay is being reduced uh, and your employer tells you, well, hold on, don't, don't do anything because we're going to raise it back, I would say you know, you probably have a couple of weeks, few weeks before you're considered to, uh, you're considered to have accepted that reduction. 
and uh, at that point you can't pursue a constructive dismissal. So I, I don't like this idea of, you know, oh, just hang in with us, everything will be fine, yeah. because you're going to be the one giving up your rights. So I, I always say keep that on a very short leash. If your employer tells you, no, no, uh, it's going to change, uh, if it doesn't happen within a few weeks, you have to make the decision. Treat it as a constructive dismissal or continue working. And if you continue working, you may then give up the right for constructive dismissal. You've accepted the change, uh, and, and that could be very unfortunate. Yeah, oh, I, I figured that was uh, you know, what you were going to say there, yeah. so, um, But uh, you, you have helped me before, and I appreciate it. I, I'm actually on a, a contract uh, uh, that limits my severance entitlement. And as you may remember, I, I called, uh, I think it was last year, saying that I'd cleverly forgotten to initial that part of the contract, and they you know, called me up again. Um, but I, I did contact your office, and the, the woman I spoke to said that um, I signed it the, the day that I started working, so she didn't believe that it would be enforceable then, because I right. technically yep. I had started work you by got the time it. I signed it. Yeah, you got it. So now you know. So if in, at some point the company tries to rely on that contract to limit your severance, you know what to do. You call us, and then hopefully we'll be able to get you your full severance and get around that contract. Uh, happy to help you anytime, Bruce. Bruce, glad to uh, hear from you again. You know the number. You want to reach out, one 821 5900 Moving on to, uh, to Jeff. Hey, Jeff, good evening. How are you, pal? Hey, thanks. Thanks for taking my call. I'm great. No worries. Uh, quick question for you. So a lot of constructive dismissal conversation going on already, yep. staying with that theme. Uh, I'm in management at my particular company, and when I took on that role, I was contract slid across the table. Within that contract, it basically said any of the things that constitute constructive dismissal that you've been talking about, change of geographic location, scope yep. of the role, pay, hours, you name it. Um, if that happens, it does not constitute constructive dismissal. Um, you know, I obviously signed that contract not wanting to rock the boat and get a black mm. eye on my career because they just go on to the next person. Um, when and if, a, you know, a scenario like that occurs for me later on down the road, do I have any leg to stand on? Is you know, unfortunately, you, you may not. And let me explain why. So a constructive dismissal, what's a constructive dismissal? A constructive dismissal is a breach of the terms of employment. In other words, the employer does something that they're not allowed to do. Well, if your employment agreement allows them to do it, and then they do it, well, they're not breaching the terms of employment, right? Yeah. They're only doing what you've agreed with them that they're allowed to do. So if your employment agreement, for example, says, we have a right, a right to change your job duties, or we have a right, a right to change your compensation, just as an example, and they do that, unfortunately, it's not a constructive dismissal because they're only doing what we've all agreed that they're allowed to do. Uh, which is why, again, I, I have to see the agreement to specifically to tell you what it says and what it means. But generally speaking, if a company does what the contract says they can do, then they can do it. Another yep. reason why it's so important to, to kind of understand what you're agreeing to and to, to review that contract properly, because it can give the company the power to get around the constructive dismissal. And that means that you may have accepted a job as a property manager making $100,000, but if the contract allows them to change it, you may as well have accepted a job that says, you'll work in whatever job we want to give you and get paid whatever we decide. Uh, you know, it's not a, not a good thing to have. Uh, but it, it may well be enforceable if that's what it says. Fair enough. Thank you very much for that confirmation. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate your time calling in. Moving on to uh, to Himanshu. Hello, Himanshu. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for taking my call. How are you guys? No worries. Good. What's going on with you? So I have a very quick question. I was terminated two weeks ago, 
and I was working in a law firm. And uh, they terminated me without any reason. And I worked there for like eight, nine months. And uh, that, like, uh, yeah. So they like without any giving me any opportunity to improve and anything, they just terminated me. And uh, they give me like a three weeks of severance, and they say that we are very generous with you. We're giving you three weeks. So I was just, my question is, is um, like, what's my ground if I can ask for more or anything? Can I do? I understand, and, and uh, I just want to confirm you, you you were not working at my law firm, so uh, we're, we're good. <laughs> there's, there's no issue with me talking to you. Uh, right. So here's the thing: uh, even though it's it's unfair from what you described that they let you go because they, there was no warning, there was no feedback. Legally, right. they're they're still allowed to do it as long right. as they pay you proper severance. So really, this comes down to how much severance you're owed. So let's talk about that. So you've been there for less than a year. Uh, in an IT role, and how old are you? Uh, 32. So someone in your situation would be looking at two months pay, you know, that's what I would assess you, uh, at two months pay, they've given you three weeks, so yeah, you wrote more, unless of course at some point when you started working, you signed an employment agreement that limits your entitlements. So what I propose we do, Hamantru, is I want you to reach out to me uh, at any time during the week. I want you to send me a copy of the termination letter as well as a copy of your employment agreement, if you have it. And okay. I'll tell you whether or not it limits you. And if it doesn't, it should be very simple to get you another, let's say, another month's pay or so. Uh, that should not be a problem. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you, That number, by the way, again, 1-855-821-5900, 1-855-821-5900. Still plenty of time for you to call in, ask your questions as well, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Moving on to, uh, to Linda. Linda, thank you for standing by. How are you? Oh, not too bad. And yourself? Great. What's, uh, what's on your mind tonight? Okay, so let's say four and a half years ago, I used to work for a professional warehouse demonstration. Um about two months or three months down the road, I was uh, asked to be an assistant. Uh, my pay was supposed to go at $13 an hour. Uh, I never did until 2017, uh, mid-year of 2017. Um, I, went, I, I, I went towards the company, and the company says I had downgraded my, uh, my role of uh, being the head of Roadshow, and uh, I was going down to 11.50 from $13. Now, I didn't agree to uh, downgrade my pay or downgrade my role, um, and I went to the Ministry of Labor. I explained to them to what happened, and uh, what it boils down to, the Ministry of Labor, the officer, had uh, just sent me a check of $180 at the end of it all. Yeah, yeah, and, and here's what happened. The, uh, the officer would have probably determined the, that this was a constructive dismissal, and he he gave you some nominal amount of of compensation potentially, uh, and, and and that's I take it you you're not working there anymore. No, I'm not. I, I um, left and I'm working for Costco right now. Okay, so the unfortunate thing is you would have been owed more than that. You would have potentially. How long did you work there for total? Sorry. Four and a half years. So you could potentially have been owed four months' pay, let's say, uh, but not much that we could do about it now because you filed that complaint with the Ministry of Labor. Uh, you know, I, I've said this before on the show, and and you know, when you're in those types of situation, whether it's a termination or a constructive dismissal, mm -hmm. uh, it, the the last place, unfortunately, you can go to is the Ministry of Labor because right. number one, they can only enforce your minimum entitlements, which is a small portion of what you're actually owed, right. and by doing that, you can't now pursue your full entitlements. 
Right. Because you you still have time. I don't think it's been a full two years since then. You could potentially no. say, hey, I'm going to talk to Lior and Lior's going to help me. Right. Unfortunately, I can't help you just by virtue of the fact that you, you contacted and, and filed that complaint with the Ministry of Labor. Right. So this is one of those things that has to, to go uh, on as a, as a learning experience. Whenever you have an issue like that, when the terms of your employment are changed or, mm-hmm. or if you lose your job, I want you to call me, or if you don't like me, call another employment lawyer, but you cannot go to the Ministry of Labor. Okay. Um, is there a way that I can uh, speak to, like, a pro bono lawyer? Because if I'm fighting this, i got to go with a lawyer to the Ministry so, of Labor. Well, no, you, you, well, there's no point going to the Ministry of Labor. I mean, that there's nothing that they can really do for you. So, so call me if that happens. I'll help you out. Uh, and, and, and if I can't help you out, then I'll direct you to someone that can. Linda, appreciate the call, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, or one 225 talk That is toll-free. Josie, good evening. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? All right. What's uh, what's going on with you? Um, so I was uh, let go on Thursday uh, without reason. They just said, uh, you know, the business is not doing too good, so we're going to have to let you go. Um, it just happened that day. I went in on Thursday thinking it would be a regular work day, mm-hmm. and I was let go. Um, they did give me a release form to sign. It's uh, without prejudice. Uh, basically, I have until the 28th to sign it. Um, basically, they're offering me whatever I worked, uh, the hours that I worked for that week, plus the standard acts, which is... I think the two weeks, mm-hmm. and then they're offering me, uh, I think three weeks pay for the full and final release. Now, so they offer you five weeks total, two plus three. Yes, exactly. So I was doing customer service. I was mm-hmm. with the company for three years. I am forty-seven years old, and uh, they're saying that they're willing to give me a letter of employment so that it would make it easier for me to find employment. Uh, but uh, it's not going to be likely. I told them that I'm going to find a job within two weeks with your letter or without. Um, so I just want to know what kind do I need to sign this release form by the 28th? What happens if we don't come to an agreement? Um, if you can just guide me and sure. let me yeah, know what questions. kind of information. So first of all, uh, Josie, your legal rights don't expire on the 28th of the month. Okay, let's be very clear. In fact, your legal rights do not expire for a full two years. So, so you don't need to worry about that, that, that deadline. That deadline is a, is a pressure tactic. That's what it is. And I'm sure you are feeling the pressure, and that's the point of it. So here's okay. the thing. Uh, someone in your situation, uh, you could easily be owed about four months' pay, four months. And they've offered you a total of five weeks. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're owed three times or so what they've offered you. So the okay. good news is this is not difficult to resolve. This is a very common situation. I speak with people in this situation every day, multiple times a day. So what you do is you call me. I want to talk to you. I want to get some more information. I want to see a copy of this letter they gave you, also a copy of your employment agreement that you signed a few years ago if you have it. And then if we still conclude what I just said, I'm going to help you. I'm going to send them a letter, negotiate, and get it resolved. It's not complicated. Okay. You're owed more. Don't worry about that deadline. Don't fall for that pressure tactic. Uh, your rights don't expire. Okay, perfect. So I just wanted to make sure that uh, I don't have to sign it by when they say to sign it and uh, that I still have the two years to, to fight back and 
to get what I'm owed kind of thing. You do. I wouldn't wait two years, but you, you, you absolutely do. So I, I, I'd be more than happy to talk to you much sooner than that. Josie, nicely done. Uh, smart thing for you to call tonight. You've got your answer. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is that number. Moving on up to Sandra. Hi, Sandra. Good evening. Hi. Thanks so much. No worries. What's going uh, on? I put a harassment claim in against an employee, and it was not investigated. I believe due to the relationship they have with the top person of the company. Uh, I've recently gone to HR. They advise that I contact the Ministry of Labor, and in fact, that they had not investigated it. Uh, The Ministry of Labor is now involved. But the um, HR manager mentioned that this could be an instant of constructive dismissal for me, as in this company, I will not be able to move laterally or up and that I may want to consider constructive dismissal. Would this be So so the HR manager is telling you that? Yes. Wow, that's a first. Oh, okay, go ahead. She advised me to call the Ministry of Labor, which I did, Human Rights, as well as the Ontario Ombudsman. No, okay. Okay, let's not listen to this HR manager who, frankly, I think should be fired, but that's a different issue. Uh, I I think, uh, first of all, your company has to investigate the the harassment complaint. They don't get to say, we don't want to, someone else is going to do it. They have to investigate. Now, what they conclude is different, uh, different question, but they have to investigate. The failure to investigate in and of itself could be potentially a human rights violation, could be a constructive dismissal. Forget about not moving uh, laterally. the, The failure to investigate in itself is illegal. You cannot deal with the Ministry of Labor for the same reasons I was telling the previous caller. They, they can't help in that situation. I want to speak to you. I want you to give me a call off air. Uh, you know, we don't have much time here left on, on the show. So I want you to give me a call off air, and let's talk about that. Let's potentially get you out of there right now, not the ombudsman, certainly not the Ministry of Labor, uh, and potentially a letter is all that's going to take to resolve this, get your compensation, and get this problem fixed. Uh, so uh, don't, don't take advice from this HR person, please. Thank you. Thanks, Sandra. Appreciate that. one 821 5900 is that number. Moving on to, uh, to Erica. Erica, good evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. What's going on with you? Um, well, I'm a, um, a general manager of a franchise where yep. I was of two locations. Um, one of the locations sold, and the new owners, when they came in, basically removed everyone off the schedule, stripped me of my duties, and then told me that they wouldn't have to reduce my full-time plus hours um, and eventually came down to 10, 10 hours a week, which wow. obviously didn't work for me. So I was forced to try to find uh, hours at the other franchise, which was already maxed out on hours, and uh, and then basically they just took me off the schedule altogether. When was this, Erica? How long ago? Um, about three months ago. Okay, so I just wanted to make sure you're not out of time, uh, and you're absolutely not. This is, it's not even a constructive dismissal. It's, this is a flat-out termination if they take you off the schedule. How long were you there for total? Uh, two years. So you could be owed a few months' pay here, okay? And then there's no point trying to maintain this relationship with this company. Uh, it's better to treat this as the termination that it is, get you severance, and have you move on somewhere else with that compensation in hand. So you could be owed easily three months, four months paid, depending on a number of factors. Reach out to me as soon as possible. Let's have I'm a chat about this, get more details. Yeah. What's um, that? When I actually did sit down with them, when they first 
took over because it was kind of like blindsided. They didn't even know they were the, the franchise that was being sold. They right. had actually signed a letter to me stating that they would keep me on board uh, with my current duties until December of this year, which within the first two weeks, that was totally not the case. December of 2019? Of uh, 18. Of 18. Okay, I understand. Okay, got it. Yes, yes, because this happened a few months ago. I get it. Then, but then it did. Got it. Well, l let's you and I talk about this, okay? There's a, a lot to talk about, and, and you could be out a few months' pay. Uh, don't just sit at home waiting for them to call you. This doesn't make any sense. Let's get you the compensation. Eric, appreciate that call. Again, one 821 5900 and help at employmenthour.com to reach out to, uh, to Lior. Uh, Joe, I think i got time to slide you in here. How are you, pal? Not bad yourself. Good. What's going on? Um, I work, uh, I'm a trucker. I, I was working for a company out of Toronto. Um, and I left in October because I realized that for nine months they didn't pay me any holiday pay. You mean you mean vacation pay? No, they paid the vacation pay, but the, the stat holidays. Stat, stat holidays, got it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, they didn't pay me any of that. I was wondering, uh, I did negotiate for a final paycheck from them, which they held for 30 days, uh, but I still feel that uh, I wasn't given everything I was owed. So for, for those types of things, uh, Joe, when we're talking about statutory holiday pay, potentially other amounts owed to you, uh, you could go to the Ministry of Labor. But here's the thing. If you quit because the company is not paying you what they owe you, that could also be a constructive dismissal. So if you quit because of that, then you could be owed severance even though you're the one deciding to leave. So that's why you and I should speak because it's not just about the money that they owe you uh, in terms of uh, holiday pay. They could owe you severance as well. So that And that could be, depending on the usual factors, age, position, length of employment, could be a few months' pay. So an important discussion that you and I have to have. So why don't you reach out to me anytime during the week. Let's have that chat and let's figure out exactly how much you're owed and how I can help you. Joe, good way to wrap it up for tonight. Appreciate your call and everybody else who called in. Love a busy Wednesday show answering questions. You want to move forward from here? It's very simple. If we didn't get a chance to answer your call, follow up with Lior tomorrow. one 821 5900 is the way. You go to help at employmenthour.com. You will catch the show on the weekends. you got Monday night at this time. And, of course, Employment Hour and 30 happens on Global and CTV. That happens on the weekend mornings. Check it all out. It's all there for you. And if you're wondering, if you're wondering where you can find your severance, how much it should be, even before that phone call, severancepaycalculator.com. Till next time, we are done. Until the weekend, stick around On Point with Alex Pearson returns after a short break. This has been Employment Hour right here on Global News Radio.